The Rebel Leadership Podcast, a refreshing take on authentic leadership told through real stories. Let's smash the status quo and change how leaders lead once and for all. Raise your hand if you're in a leadership role and you've said these words. Don't tell anyone, but that's the line. It's a tightrope. The balance between leadership and friendship is complex and ever-changing every single day. The dynamic is subtle and it's nuanced and one that is worth talking about. So we're going to talk about it. If you've ever heard confidential company information leaked before it was ready, Ask yourself if you were the source and if your quote-unquote friend was the mole. This is part of the reason they say it's lonely at the top, because with leadership comes tremendous responsibility. But it is possible to have close friends without crossing this line. So Julie, Curtis, and I reflect on our personal and professional friendship in this episode, and we try and understand why it just naturally worked so well for us. But we never took the time before to put it into words. Until now. Listen, reflect, and embrace your next aha moment. The line between leadership and friendship, it's very intricate, and it's like a tightrope to walk. Mm -hmm. What's your purview on the ideal relationship between either a boss or a leader and the people around them when it comes to friendship? Well, I would say like everything in my life, I my metaphor comes from the movies. Um, I might be dating myself, but I'm hoping this is a classic. So, so Sleepless in Seattle, um, remember the relationship between Meg Ryan and Rosie O'Donnell. Mm-hmm. They were best friends. Mm-hmm. And Rosie O'Donnell was Meg Ryan. I forget their characters' names, but it doesn't matter. Oh, Annie. Annie was Meg Ryan, but I don't remember. Anyway, um, they confided in each other, and Rosie sent Annie off to Seattle in pursuit of Tom Hanks. And they cried together, and they watched movies together. (laughs) And I always thought, you know, that's what I want in a boss. Or if if I'm ever a boss, that's the relationship that I want to have with the person who reports to me. Best friends. That's who you aspired to be. Totally. And the, the relationship you aspired to have. Yes. A little espionage, a little fun. You know, obviously, there really wasn't any work. That's what, you know, makes you realize it was a movie because actually, did they work? But in reality, do you really want that? Uh, Hypothetical. Yeah, no. I mean, you probably don't. And in real reality is you probably can't. Why do you think you can't have it? I think in a real life situation boundaries need to be drawn. Mm -hmm. Uh, And if you don't draw them, and not necessarily explicitly, but I think implicitly, I think two people who are are in a friendship have to realize how far they can actually go to that line um, without getting somebody else burned or without burning yourself. Even And that's, you know, friendship takes trust. And time. Yes, and time. Absolutely. There are things called 
fast friendships. Yes. And you form fast friendships yeah, like at work and in friendships life. Friendships in trenches, kind right. of. Yeah. But there's a difference when when you're sharing very personal things, you're sharing more about yourself and the way your mind works and yes. you need to vent and, and so on and so forth. And that is the gut instinct. I think that's when gut instinct takes over much more than fact. Right. Where you're really evaluating as a leader, like there are not many people that you can talk to. And yet and, you need and you to still you, you feel like you need to as a person, but you still hold back almost everything and and rely on um, very big, big picture uh, dishes out of information <laughs> yeah. to only a select few of people that you trust. Right. Because you really can't you have to leave it so nebulous because right. you can't share anything. That's right. That it's hard to form friendships. Right. And fortunately, our friendship predated your meteoric rise, you know. So when you and I first met, I remember, well, I remember seeing you and I was like, who's that woman with the brown hair? She walks really fast. I and do. then and then you do. You walk like a New Yorker, which is what I liked about you just like you're not a Neanderthal. You just no freaking go. But anyway, and then we were working on a document together and you know, with Google Docs you, you can be working from anywhere together. And I had written this, oh, I don't know what it was, emails. It was for a jewelry client. And you were in it. And I was like, who is, what the, what is going, oh, well, she's got some really good ideas. What do you mean? Well, you it. were, you know, I mean, you were, <laughs> it's like a dog peeing on somebody else's fire hydrant, uh -oh. right? It's like, it was my fire hydrant. And I, like, I don't know you and, mm. uh, you know, and I remember like my critiquing the work, but yeah. trying to level it up. Yes. And yeah. I remember my hands were on the keyboard, you know, I'm working, working. And there you are, you know, in the corner and it says, A in the Google Doc. I'm like, A, who, what? And then you're writing this stuff. And I, I just stopped writing and I was watching and I was like, oh, wow. Oh, wow. She, yes, that's a great, yep, yeah, that's, so that's a great interesting. idea. Yeah. So your work relationships almost bond or they form when... You start respecting create, one another. Right. And there's a creative bond. Yeah. There's a creative bond. Yeah. And and yes, and that's and what it was. When, when you're being challenged. I think Absolutely. That's, a, that's another piece of leadership is that when you have it in you to lead, there's this feeling of like the risk to me is not pushing each other. Mm -hmm. The risk to yes, me. Yes, I agree. I totally agree. Is not saying, no, 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 you're capable of more. Right. It's, right? it's the risk is the soft touch because then everybody goes soft. Right. And right. we talk a lot lately about tough love. So yes. now fast forward. Um, and we are, we are friends. I mm -hmm. consider you one of my, my friends. Mm -hmm. Um, I respect the crap out of you. <laughs> Likewise. And, and you bring levity to like very tough days. Mm -hmm. There's a fine line. I don't, I don't share nearly everything that's in my brain right. with you. Cause right. I cannot. Right. Um, but and I, I wouldn't do, want to know. I do just talk to you like a human. Yes. Right. Not about work stuff, right. just life stuff. Yes. Right. Because yes. you need a peer. Yes. But at the same time, like that took a really long time mm -hmm. to get to. And I think now it's getting harder that we are friends in real life and we share bonds outside of this, like mm -hmm. singing and music and, and mm -hmm. flowers. You and a chorus line. A yeah. Uh -huh. And chorus line. <laughs> but but now I'm finding it harder with you to give you the tough love that you deserve. Yes, but you did it. And we had what could have been an uncomfortable call a few weeks ago. And you started by saying, just hear me out. This is going to be difficult. Brace yourself. And brace yourself. And I was like, oh, okay. And of course, I always think I'm about to be fired. But I do that. Like, <laughs> even when my kids not. call me, I feel like they're about to fire me. That's just how it goes. Right. And, and we had this 
you said what you needed to say to me. And I'm like, that's it. That wasn't tough. No, like, I really am happy that you said that to me. Mm. So when friendship gets introduced, you almost hype it up worse than it actually yes, is. Yes. It's like, prepare for this punch. And I was like, no, that wasn't a punch. That was really incredibly right. helpful input. And you were like, thank you. Thank you. And yeah. I'm like, no, thank you. And it was, it was really good. I think you valuable. forget about, right. Because so now replay that original thing. Mm -hmm. I didn't have any worries to right. critique your first document because I didn't know you. And right. it wasn't like I was saying you're a bad writer. Right. It was that I think this work can be better. Right. But then you fast forward and you introduce friendship into the mix saying, I think your work can be better. It's a very difficult thing yes. for a leader to do yes. no matter what business they are in. Yes. Um, how do you find that, that delicacy? Like when do you choose, how do you, how do you grow up and gain the confidence to say, you know what, I'm going to put this, the friendship piece aside. I'm telling you this because I respect you and I need you to hear me right now. Mm -hmm. What's your, what's your take on that piece? Well, I, I think that that's the question I should ask you because you're the one who has to do it really. I mean, I know from my end, it's accepting, embracing your perspective, respecting your, your input yeah. and and not taking it personally. Yeah. Well, there's a difference too because when when a leader comes in from the outside and they're net new to the organization. Right. I think it's different to come in and critique and level up because everybody flocks you and they say like, "Oh, I can learn from that person." There's right. no preconceived friendships or emotions or anything involved. They're just a new face, new energy, either positive or negative that is doing a new job and kind of implicit like fear or you know beta dog to the new alpha dog yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but then now now when you're further established in the same company it gets harder because the relationships have more depth. weight yeah. they have more time they have yeah. more depth um, so there's a lot more human element to it than in the beginning when it's just like there's nothing to be afraid of right but now there's there's emotions to be afraid of there's relationships to be afraid of you don't want to hurt someone at their core but you also know it is your job it is it is my job in this instance to push you and challenge you and to empower you what you're truly capable of so at the end of the day when I go home and I think like I didn't tell them what I read that thing or I saw that thing and I didn't tell them I held back on what I truly think because I let my care for the person trump the work and when that starts happening, then I know I need to to get my confidence back and, and talk to that person. About right. It. And I guess your your feedback or your input depends on the person receiving it also. Sure. I think that you can't treat one person the same way as you treat every other person. People have thicker skins or are more insecure or are uh, earlier in their careers. Yeah. And, you know. Well, the recipient takes it differently. Mm -hmm. So depending on the leader's style, I'm sure you can replay some leaders in your past lives who didn't have the best delivery. Can't we all? It doesn't matter what you say. It's how you say it. That is so cliche. But it matters when you say your work is terrible on this versus I think you can do better. Yes. Right? You're saying the same thing. But are you? Because your work is terrible, it means 
is a much broader condemnation of the work. But I think well, you that can could be better. The person. Well, yeah, exactly. That's exactly Versus right. The work. It's, it's like talking to a toddler. You know, you can't say, I don't like you, but you can say, I don't like when you do that. Mm. So, I mean, does a leader have to talk to people like toddlers? No. <laughs> no, but but they do have to keep in mind, I think, you know, the effect that the words will have on them beyond just that piece of work mm-hmm. that they're talking about. Right. It's the, it's how they take it after that moment. So everyone processes things differently. I process things differently. You process things differently. Coworkers, peers across the board, everybody processes things in their own way because we are human. And so it's one thing about in that moment, there's delivery, there's energy, there's emotion involved, and then everybody breaks and goes on to something else. And that doesn't mean you don't stop replaying that. They hear the words differently. Everybody's memory registers things differently, and they process things emotionally. They either decide to be empowered by what just happened, or they decide to start disliking that person more. Or they shut down, which is the worst. Yeah. Right. So part of it is... You have to really think about your delivery when you're giving feedback, especially in a friendship-like environment, to say, you know what, my delivery really matters in this case because I don't want to damage that person. Rather, I want to ignite them. Mm. I want to ignite them to work harder because they believe that they can do it better. That's good. I mean, that is exactly right. You want to create the spark. So let's talk, let's shift gears and talk about gossip. Oof. Gossip, which is, I think, which could take down an empire mm-hmm. and is a really pernicious force yep. in, I mean, in families, yep. in friendships, and professionally. Right. And um, in my past life, I fell victim to gossip. I admittedly started gossip, and you weren't proud of those moments. I mean, we've all spread gossip. Yes. Anybody who says they haven't is, is lying. Yes. Right? Yes. Everybody's read Absolutely. gossip. Absolutely. It is part of human nature. It is. Right? You want to, you have a juicy secret, you want to tell somebody about it. Right. So um, a lot about leadership is composure and confidentiality. So when things get leaked before they should be leaked, that can damage culture more than any leader realizes because people are looking up to that leadership team to protect information and deliver it in the right way. It's all about delivery, right? Yes. And I think you're using that word protect is really key because gossip can really take somebody down. And I do think that it's a function of leadership to to staunch that and to protect the people who might be on the receiving end and also to prevent it right. from, from permeating the culture at large. Right. And so think about like, all the times you've said, I've said in past life, I have to tell you something, but don't tell anybody. <laughs> yes, yes. You promise, 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 yes. pinky swear you won't tell anybody. Yes, yes. If you are in a leadership capacity anywhere across this country and you find yourself saying that all the time, you need to really pause yourself and say, is this really being leaked through this friendship that I have? Right. So, I mean... That's also, that's trust that it won't, but also restraint that it can't. That's when I guess you don't, you just, you tell your dog instead. You tell your dog. Yeah, I mean, right? you'll get a better like reaction you're anyway. you under NDAs. Yeah. Like you are yeah. under non-disclosure yeah. agreements yeah. between your friendships that yeah. say, I cannot 
and and there's a mutual respect there like mm-hmm. you have to respect me that you're not going to push mm-hmm. on the things that you can't know mm-hmm. about right? right we we have a friendship line about personal stuff not right. professional again, stuff again implicit not explicit implicit yes. not ex- it's ex- until this conversation yeah, I, know. <laughs> I guess that's true i mean it is kind of interesting to unpack it and talk about how we both kind of like circle that or you know go to that line and come back and yeah um yeah based, restraint yes trust restraint. and restraint what's your call to action for leaders anywhere who are walking that tightrope of friendship in a business culture you know, say it out loud, see how it sounds. And if it sounds like something that could create gossip, compromise somebody, compromise the integrity of the organization, don't say it. And it doesn't mean that you don't trust that friend who you want to tell it to, but it means that you are actually behaving like the leader you want to be.